It's Friday evening, it's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. That's right, it is, fr- it is Friday sport with myself, Aidan Rafty, and my, uh, and my wingman, Brian Colloran. Hello, Brian, how are you? Are you well? Good, thanks, Aidan. Yourself? Not too bad. Are you ready for another two hours of sport? It's going to be mighty crazy. I am, yeah. I'm ready for a good weekend of sport as well. Disappointed. Disappointed there's no Six Nations, but uh, the void will be filled by um, the GA, so looking forward to that. That's right. We'll be, we'll be talking a bit about Roscommon, and we'll talk about a bit me, a bit about Mayo. Um, Mayo unbeaten, actually. They're on a, a good run. Roscommon kind of need a win. We'll be talking about all that later on. We'd like to thank, uh, as always, we'd like to thank Joe Brambrick for another great show. A very interesting show, and... Um, you know, we'd like to we'd like to thank him, and of course, another great show by Louis by Louise McMahon as well. Uh, some great music uh, there from Irish artists, local Irish, Irish artists as well, which is key. So we'd like to say well done uh, on that. It's it's great to uh, promote Irish, local Irish music, and uh, of course, local Irish music as well, which is what it's all about. So Louise doing great work there. So well done. Um, thanks very much for everyone for tuning in. As 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 we've just said, there there's plenty of uh, sporting action on over the week. There's plenty. There's um there's a uh, Premier League. There's League of Ireland is starting tonight. Uh, there's a uh, League of Ireland Sigerson Cup yesterday. Uh, University of Ulster Georgetown uh, won it edging out EUCD as well yesterday, and uh, the Canavans were were had a big hand in that. And of course, it was a common contingent in the UCD team. So we'd like to say uh, hard luck to those lads and indeed UCD um, the UCD team on losing out, but a, a great win there for um, for UUJ. And uh, so we'd like to say well done. And of course, that means that uh, all the intercounty players now can uh, can concentrate on the intercounty uh, scene now that the Sigerson Cup is over. And uh, yeah, so we'd like to thank all those. We thank you for tuning in. And uh, yeah, so we'd like to we'd like to. Uh, hear your opinions if you have anything you want to say or if you have any opinions on anything we discuss on the show uh, or if, indeed if you want to say hello to anyone we'd love to hear you why don't you it's very easy just send in a text or a whatsapp message to 0838599748 that's 0838599748 and I was in uh, I was in uh, I was in uh, Paddy Joe Burke's uh, this morning and I had a, a I had a, a haircut and he was uh, he was tuned into Ross FM and he said all the all the shows on Ross FM are are very good. So he was enjoying all the shows. That, so we give a big shout out to Ireland, uh, to uh, Roscommon, one of Roscommon's biggest fans, Paddy Joe there, and uh, he he has his ticket got for uh, for Crow Park for Crow Park tomorrow. So we hope uh, we hope for a winning a winning. Uh, a winning uh, result there, ho- hopefully, and of course uh, it's great to have the St. Bridges lads back. Unfortunately, Ben O'Carroll is out injured. It would have been nice to have him, but uh, look, as injuries injuries happen, and uh, yeah, so we'll be talking about all that, and uh, hopefully we'll have Ray Lannan on, and we'll be talking about that. Um, we'll, so we'll start off the show. We'll have uh, we'll also we'll have the Premier League. We'll have. Uh, and with myself and uh, Brian will be talking about all the all the headlines from over the week from during the week and uh, we'll also have uh, we'll also have rugby view with myself and uh, Adrian Leddy we'll also have gym update and this week's uh, this week's injury is knee injuries and of course uh, and uh, 
of course, uh, using uh, cycling as a form of exercise, but also uh, using it as part of rehab. Uh, myself and Adrian will be talking about that, so stay tuned for that. And we'll have all the usual. We'll have all the usual interviews as well. So stay tuned. And uh, thanks very much. And don't forget uh, the fifty-fifty draws on every fortnight. The next one is next week, uh, next Friday. So uh, there's several ways you can enter. You can uh, get one envelope for two euro or three for a fiver, and you can also enter online. So and uh, don't forget there are many great shows on Ross FM as well from uh, Monday to Friday. Uh, 9 o'clock right through to 7 I wonder will there be a party in your house this weekend after 50-50 draw oh you never know now you know uh, there, there, might, there might be a bit of a queue but uh, yeah. I'm, sure we, I'm sure we can accommodate spend it well anyway <laughs> oh we, we'll invest it wisely yeah exactly yeah. Say, yes and uh, yeah that's my dad uh, he's coming home today so he was in hospital for the last week or so so uh, it'll be it'll be brilliant I'm sure he'll be delighted there and uh, so that's it so uh, yeah we'd love to hear from you if you have any if you have any uh, things you would li- you'd like to read out or anything like that and don't forget um, Friday, sp- Friday Sports is on every every Friday from uh, from uh, 5 to 7 that shows the show is also podcasted and available on the website and of course GA View GA View is on every Thursday morning from uh, from 10 to 11 and that show is also podcasted and available also where where you listen to your podcasts so uh, and on this week's show I was talking to Justin uh, Dixon from uh, from from Toast Lord Edwards and St Mary's LGFA and um, Camogie Club and on their expansion of their facilities, they're uh, they're doing a, uh, they're expand they're um, doing a, one of their pit another pitch and uh, other things like that. So uh, there was a fundraiser for that. So uh, there's an interview on, on this week. And don't forget, all all my interviews are podcasted and available on wherever you listen to your uh, podcast and also on uh, on uh, Mixcloud as well under. Or under Ross FM Sports, so you can listen to all the individual, all the all the um, interviews individually, and you can also listen to uh, Fri- you can also listen to JAView on them as well. So uh, yeah, so I suppose uh, there's a there's a, a lot of uh, fixtures to go through, and uh, there's two additional um, fixtures to go through next week as well because there's uh, one game on Tuesday and one game on Wednesday. But we'll start off. Uh, We'll start off, Brian, by going through the results from last weekend. Um, we'll, we'll discuss each uh, each result anyway um, for a minute or so. And uh, no surprise here, Man City two, Everton Everton nil. Of course, uh, you know that um, De Bruyne, Haaland, Axis is uh, going back is, is back on the go again. And uh, I, th- I think they can nearly find each other telepathically. Really, can't yeah, they? it's frightening. It's frightening the combination. Have you seen Haaland in so many games? He looks out of the game. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't say like disinterested, but you know, in some games he only gets like ten or eleven touches in the first half, and then as quick as the switch of a light bulb, he's a goal banged in. But uh, yeah, himself and De Bruyne, they're they're a magical combination, and it's frightening for the other teams. You know, and Everton were well in the game until the second half. You know, they soaked up a lot of pressure, but you know, two quick fire goals in the second half, and and the game was over. That's it. And moving on to the next one, then Fulham three, Bournemouth one. I think uh, I think we both went for well, I, I went for a Fulham win on that one, and uh, yeah, they're, they're they're very convincing. We it's it's no surprise because I mean they have been playing very well in some games. Maybe not always getting victories, but certainly posing posing a threat to some yeah. of the teams they've been playing. You know, yeah, as we said on previous weeks, you know, all the mid-table teams they can all take points off each other. So these games are just so hard to predict. You know, Bournemouth. You know, they had a shaky start under the new manager and then had a great run of form. And then since Christmas, their form has kind of tapered off. 
and they've been been on a bad run of form now. And um, yeah, it was surprising to see Fulham. Well, not surprising to see them win, but you know, scoring three goals was sort of surprising. But uh, yeah, good result for Fulham. And I suppose you, you know, I suppose Mitrovic was the main man there uh, as well, wasn't he? And uh, yeah, he, he was a serious player as well. But they have some, uh, they have some other quality players there in, in their ranks as well for uh, for Fulham as well. Yeah, since he left, you know, it, it was a, it was a big void to fill, and um, they signed um, a Chelsea man, De Broja on loan, and you know, since they signed him, Munez has really stepped up and he can't even get in the team now. Borja was, was supposed to be the man who's going to lead the line and, and he can't even get in the team now since Moon has started banging them in. But uh, yeah, when teams are down, mid-table t- mid or below, they need someone that's going to step up and get them a few goals and he's he stepped up to the plate. That's it. And moving on to uh, the next one, the Liverpool 3, Burnley 1. Yeah, that was, a, that, that was a win for a Liverpool win on that one. That was kind of predictable. That Liverpool are very tough at home. They're hard to beat in Anfield. And uh, Burnley, <laughs> Burnley saw that. Their, their yeah, loss. they did. But, but Burnley, um, you know, was one all there for a while and, and Burnley missed a few good chances. Mm. Um you know, Fofana, who was recently signed from on loan from Chelsea, he had a few great chances in the second half, and I suppose they'll they'll be looking back on this and saying a sort of point they got away. But you know, as Liverpool do, what Liverpool have been doing for years, they grind out results, and you know, Nunes stepping up and getting another goal again. Um, you know, he's got a, his record and goals assist this season. I think is at twelve or thirteen. Um, so which isn't a bad return for someone that has had been written off. You know, uh, kind of early on in his career for Liverpool. And of course, Liverpool have. Uh, well, we'll be going through the. Uh, we'll be going through the fixtures later on. Um, Liverpool are at home to. Uh, Liverpool are playing uh, Brentford this weekend, and then they're they're uh, they're at home to Luton as well. Um, yeah, we, we've seen how sticky Luton were the last time Liverpool played them. So um, they look. They'll be looking for to put Luton to bed uh, early and and get get a win against Luton. But uh, that brings us on to the next one. Actually, Luton. Luton lost out to Sheffield Wednesday. To Sheffield United three uh, one. Um, I would have thought that. Uh, I would have thought that. You know, we've seen how threatening um, Luton were at home. Um, well, Sheffield United. <laughs> Sheffield United d- disproved that one. Yeah. With a, with a convincing three one win. Yeah, you know, when we give our predictions, we, we always expect Luton to be in games and you know to nick points off teams. You don't expect them to nick points or be in games. You don't expect them to be in games. And then the one week you go for them to win a game. Yeah. You know, they they ship three goals and, and yeah, very surprising result. Um but you know, well deserved win for Sheffield United. I suppose maybe it's a bit too late for Sheffield United to get out of the situation they're in, but that'll do their conference the world of good. That's it. And uh you know, the next up then it's uh, Spurs two, Brighton one. Not a surprising one. I think I went for a Spurs win on that one. Um, you know, I suppose the the Africa the African League of the African Cup of Nations was on as well and I think uh, you know, I think um what you call it the um manager got manager got sacked as well um from from that. Uh, but yeah, look at it. Spurs are Spurs are going well are going well at the moment, aren't they? They are going well and I think this is with the new Spurs, like they don't give up. They've got an awful lot of goals in the in the injury time to, to nick points, um and you know, ninety plus six minutes this one. Um, that's what we've seen with the new this year especially um, with the injury time that's added on you know usually it was always three or four or five minutes but now you're seeing six, seven, eight minutes so you're nearly um, 90 plus seven minutes you know teams are nicking points and um, great result for for uh, Ange there against um, a tough Brighton team to beat mm. um, and Spurs are well in the mix I think they're five points off the top of the table 
um, yeah, they'll very be very happy after last weekend's result. Yeah, but I, and I suppose just touching on that point as well, you see, like you know, there's you know, it's not it's not unusual to see seven, eight, nine, ten minutes of, of injury time, and that's because we say if there's a team behind, or no, if there's a team winning or something like that, you know, they might uh, an injury a player might go down and they're, they're kind of delaying and all yeah. that, that to, to waste time. But they uh, the, but referees are wising up to that and they're just adding it on. So really, uh, teams that are wasting some time towards the end um, thinking that they're winding down the clock it doesn't work because the referees just add it on No exactly and it's not before time mm. um, you know I think it, it came in in the last World Cup is where we really saw the, the minutes been added on and, and the Premier League have taken that on board um, yeah and I suppose just back to Brighton you know um, the, their team you, you know you think you expect them to kind of win every week and you know they kind of let you down um their form has been very patchy this year. Has, you know, yeah. they play great football. You know, they play this beautiful football to watch, playing out from the back. And, you know, it's like they're trying to score the perfect goal every time. Yeah. You know, they have a big man up front, Ferguson. They have a big man, um, Welbeck, uh, Joe Pedro, all, we'd say, over six foot. And very rarely they're, they're, they put crosses into the box. It's all ticky-tacky football. Um, yeah, and like De Zerbe was was one man that was, I suppose... His name has been mentioned for the Liverpool job along with Alonso and you know, the more games that Brighton lose throughout the year, um, you'd wonder would Liverpool be, be, be advised to go against yeah, but I, I suppose the thing kind of I would have expected was, you know, with Brighton playing in Europe, that that would have sharpened them up a bit, and uh, you know, having that that play, you know, play, uh, you know, that experience of playing against European teams, that they kind of learn things and maybe bring that into their style of play and play, you know, uh, maybe a bit bit sharper and harder to to kind of beat. But they're they're not they're, they're like I said they're still they're still very patchy and they can't yeah, they are beatable more beatable than they were last season. They were very hard to play to beat last season. Yeah, because when when he took over from Potter, you know everyone said how how good of a job Potter had done, and he he came on, he, he did take him to the next level, mm. and everyone was expecting him to maybe to push on this year, um, maybe challenge for uh, for a Champions League spot, but uh, yeah, I know the losing like not beating Sheffield United, you know, um, losing to Chelsea, which probably wouldn't be a good result in their eyes, um, um, drawn to West Ham, drawn to Crystal Palace. Uh, drawn to Wolves so a lot of draws in there and games probably they should be winning yeah that's it and moving on then to the next one Wolves nil Brentford 2 uh, vital vital points away for Brentford there um, I went for Wolves on that like if Wolves were my favourite to win that but like there are a number of factors for Brentford and I think you know when you see one or two players that they have um, you know obviously are, are vital to them and were key in that game yeah I went for Wolves as well I think you know Welcoming are they, you know, they bet Chelsea five two, and you know, to follow it up with a result like this, especially at home, you know, it would have been different if it was away from home. But you know, home to to Brentford, whose form as well has been patchy, but you know, it just shows the worth that Ivan Tony is to Brentford. You know, he's got a few goals since he's come back, and just showed how much they missed him. So maybe their position in in the table is probably a false reason, false reading because you know they're without their. 20 plus goal a striker season you take that away from any team even at the top of the table they're going to struggle let alone a team that's that's mid-table to bottom so um, yeah maybe not a surprising result when, when Tony's on the field and moving on then to the next one Nottingham Forest 2 uh, Newcastle 3 I suppose the um, look the score 2-3 would uh, to Newcastle would uh, would suggest that um, 
you know, uh, Nottingham Forest ran them close, but sometimes the score doesn't always reflect the performance. Uh, maybe you know, maybe Newcastle had more chances or that. But uh, you know, they it, it, they're starting to go on a bit of a run now, uh, Newcastle. But they need to kind of do it if they're to get into the European spaces. Yeah, exactly. I think this is a big result for Eddie Howe because he's his manager was kind of you know the more games they don't win he's under pressure and you know with the new owners they'd be having Champions League football this year and getting a taste for it they'll, they'll want it again in a few years time because I don't think they're going to get it this year but they'll definitely want Europa League um, and I watched this game actually Forrest were very unlucky um, tonight what looked like a stonewall penalty to go 3-2 up themselves um, uh, yeah and um, yeah Newcastle um, got the winner Gumerai's got two goals um, yeah so a good result for Newcastle away from home yeah and next up then a very close game <laughs> not really uh, West Ham nil uh, Arsenal 6 now this I think this is a performance that was in Arsenal and it was just waiting to get out and uh, uh, unfortunately West Ham were on the receiving end of it now like when, when you consider that Kudos and a, couple, a number of other players were starting to are starting to play well you would have thought that maybe uh, West Ham were, would have given uh, Arsenal a, bit, a run for their money but uh, you know the Arsenal Arsenal were really on the ball and, and last weekend yeah it was just one of them performances where everything Arsenal did turned to gold and everything West Ham did just didn't work you know West Ham had only one shot I think on target in the whole game um, yeah but Arsenal you know goals come from all over the pitch you know the two centre backs scored um, Rice with a lovely goal and Rice got two assists so Arsenal um, after I suppose if they would have lost to Liverpool they were out of the title race um, but you know a win against Liverpool and a win against um, West Ham they're back in contention again and pushing and maybe this might be the year when everything works out for Arsenal That's it uh, moving on to uh, moving on then to the next one Aston Villa 1 uh, Man United 2 now I, I think I went for a draw on this one but uh, look United are United turning the corner now? Uh, I wouldn't say turn the corner. I'd say they're on a bend, maybe yeah. more than a corner. But you know that's one, a, that's one serious bend. Yeah, that's a big that's a big result. Um, yeah, they could easily go back around the bend again. But that's that's a serious result for United. You know, away to Villa, who, who you know Villa went on this mad run of I think it was fourteen games unbeaten at home or maybe fourteen wins on the bounce. And um, you know they had the chance to go top at Christmas, mm. and they drew with Sheffield United. I think it was missed the bus. Yeah, and ever since that. Um, their form has kind of dipped off and they've gone out of the FA Cup um, but yeah maybe things are turning from United um, since, since this new owner came in maybe he's put his foot down and said he wants this done this way and he's put maybe putting a, a, a bit of fire in their bellies yeah that's it and uh, finally uh, fi- the final result then Crystal Palace won uh, Chelsea 3 uh, a result that will warm your heart on you because you, you, there, there was a long time there where you where, where you you know there was weeks there where you were going on a long run of betting against them uh, up until um, yeah oh. <laughs> uh, that's that's coming back this week don't worry about that um, never far away no they um, yeah th- even the first half you know it was looking dodgy there at half time Palace were winning up and you know there was a, a worrying stat for Chelsea fans. Um, they had the most passes, um, I think, in in the last 20 years of a Premier League fixture mm-hmm. without having shot on target. And I suppose that just sums up Chelsea's season, you know, plenty of the football. But if you have a low block against Chelsea, mm-hmm. you're going to stay in the game no matter, no matter what the team is. We've seen it against lower teams in the FA Cup. They just um, s- siphon the life out of Chelsea. But, you know, something was said at half-time, maybe a few choice words were said at half-time. 
um, Pochettino maybe earned his crust at half time and made a small little tweak mm. and um, you know took off took off Madueke and you know sometimes it's good to see managers making subs at half time maybe you know usually with the wait till the hour mark and you know they're given too much time you know if the player's playing bad in the first half oh, yeah, you know whip them yeah. off and yeah. get them off and get someone else on and uh, Thankfully, Conor Gallagher stepped up and got his first goals of the, of the league, and and Fernandez wrap, wrapped it up late. But uh, I think we might come crashing down to earth again this weekend against City. But who knows? That's it. And the predictions now. You you were wondering how you got on, uh, so we'll get on with it. These are the results of the predictions. I got seven out of ten. Emer got five out of ten. Martin got three out of ten. Uh, Dara got four out of ten. Noel got seven out of ten. Eugene got seven out of ten. Brian, six out of ten. Oh, not too. I'll take that. She's, there's many, many, many a week. I've got three or four. And your mum, uh, Mary, got uh, five out of ten. So the the season results so far. I'm on eight. Martin is on ten. That's between myself and Martin. Uh, All together now, Aidan two, Emer eight, Dara four, Martin four. Um, Noel 8 Mary 6 Brian 4 and Eugene 6 and then Martin at work um, Emer 13 Dara 8 and Martin 11 so uh, that's moving on and then there was a Champions League result then during the week Copenhagen FC Copenhagen 1 Manchester City 3 that wasn't a, a surprise result there no but, but they're, um, they're, they're not a bad side though FC Copenhagen no they came out of Man United's group yeah. and a group of Bayern Munich in it as well Um but City just do what City do and you know who bet against them doing the, the double treble this year that's it and we're moving on now to the matches for this weekend and of course like I said they're moving on to Wednesday there's one game on uh, Monday one game Tuesday one game Wednesday so we'll, go, we'll start off there and, uh, and uh, Liverpool are away to Brentford um, yeah, Brentford are going into this game on the back of a, a win from last weekend. Obviously, as we said, uh, Liverpool also. Who would you, um, you go for in that game? I, I'm, I went for uh, I went for Liverpool in that game. Yeah, I went for Liverpool as well. But uh, just reading the stats there, Liverpool have slipped up on their last two trips to Brentford. Mm. Um, but Liverpool are welcoming back. Um, I think Salah and Allison this weekend. Yeah, and also uh, um, uh, and also and Brett uh, Connor Bradley. Yeah. Um, but like in in the last twenty eight games, Liverpool have only lost three times, and yeah. two of them have Andy been. Robertson as well. He's yeah, the ship as well. Two of them, and two of them games were in the Europa League. Yeah. And last weekend against Arsenal, so just goes to show what kind of a season Liverpool are having. But um, Brentford away is, it seems to be a tricky place to live for Liverpool to go to. That's it. And uh, moving on then to the next one, then Burnley are at home to Arsenal. Arsenal are going in there buzzing after a, a huge 6 0 or a six goal uh, route uh, last weekend. Um, so it's hard to see. It's hard to see Burnley uh, putting in a performance. If 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 Arsenal play like they played last weekend, very hard to see Burnley being able to defend against that that sort of uh, yeah. attacking power. Yeah, I went for Burnley in this game. Oh, I went for Arsenal in this game as well. You know, they, I went you, for Arsenal as well. Yeah, and um, like. You know there'll be so much confidence after the last two games against Liverpool and and um, and thrashing uh, West Ham six 0 But you know if Burnley put in the performance like they did against Liverpool, you know they they could um, cause Arsenal a few problems. But um, yeah, it's Arsenal win. And uh, next up then, Fulham are at home to Aston Villa. Now Aston Villa will be looking for a win. Um, you know after after the defeat against Manchester United, they need to pick up points now. Of course, it is getting to that time of the year. Maybe in another. And another month or so, maybe slightly pre-international break, maybe post 
post-international uh, break where the teams down near the bottom are going to be are going to start to be playing uh, they're going to be dangerous to play because they need points to stay up yeah um, but this uh, look this Fulham team are good enough they've been playing well this I suppose a lot of people could go for a draw but I just have an inch for um, for um, Aston Villa yeah I've gone for Aston Villa as well um, I suppose just on on where they are in the table only, but yeah, they, they really need to pick up. They really need to pick up a victory because, you know, I'd say a few weeks ago we were saying Aston Villa probably changed their targets for the season. They probably, you know, would want to be challenging for the title now. You know, but uh, yeah, I think they're going to reset there and, and hopefully try and qualify for the Champions League because I think that the title is, is out of their grasp now. But um, yeah, yeah, one win in six, so they'll be looking to change that. And uh, I've gone for uh, for a Villa win, but but it will be tricky. And uh, Nottingham Forest then, or sorry, Newcastle. Newcastle are at home to Bournemouth. Uh, Newcastle obviously going into this with a win. Bournemouth uh, going in after losing last weekend. Um, really for Newcastle, like I said, to, if they're if they're to get into the European spots and you know get into that uh, elusive top four, mm. they really need to to continue on winning ways. I mean, look at Bournemouth the way they're they're going at the moment. They're finding it very hard to pick up wins, and it yeah. won't be getting any easier. For no, them. yeah, haven't won in five games. And but Newcastle again crippled with injuries. Wilson, um, who was their only fit striker, ruled out for three months. So that's a massive blow. And Isak, I don't think he's going to be back for this weekend. So yeah, but but the good thing for Newcastle is they have goals coming from all over the p- pitch. You know, yeah. um, Rice has chipped in a couple of goals last weekend, and uh, Fabian Scher has three goals in two games. An unlikely source, but um, yeah, I've gone for Newcastle um, just because Bournemouth are in a, a kind of a, a bad run of form. That's it. And moving on then, Nottingham Forest are at home to West Ham. West Ham needed to pick up points after lo- after uh, losing six 0 to to Arsenal. That was a uh, you know um, it's like I said we we seen how 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 um, you know with, with all the lads with, with most of the squad back now that they you know that we felt that they they should have been I wasn't expecting them to lose no. six goals. So I mean that they do need to kind of get back up on the horse and and, and win against Nottingham Forest now. Yeah. You know Nottingham Forest will be going into this one buzzing, having won their last game. Uh, it, it's it's kind of in, a lot of people might might laugh at this, but this is one of the more interesting fixtures. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and like um, not far as you know, they sacked the sector manager a few months ago, and yeah, they're, they're playing good football under under Nuno. Um, West Ham, on the other hand, they're in eighth position, which you know you wouldn't you'd say is good is good for West Ham, but. No, something doesn't seem right there at the moment, and I think um, Dave Moyes under pressure to get a result. And you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if West Ham didn't win this game, that they'd, they'd, they'd bite the bullet and, and and sack Moyes because for some reason there's a lot of unrest there. Even though they're through in the Europa League, um, you know, they're out of the FA Cup, but uh, an eight, which I think is a good position for West Ham. But yeah, the fans aren't don't seem to be happy because you know they have a good squad. They invested the Declan Rice money very well. Um, but, but but not playing great at the moment and, and in a bad run of form. And uh, next up, then uh, Spurs are at home to Wolves. Uh, Spurs obviously going in into this one with a win. They're at home. They always play very well in the ta- in the Sp- Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. Wolves will be looking to pick up points. They really start needing to to pick up points. Um, that's going to be another interesting one. But uh, I went for uh, Spurs on that one. Yeah, I went for Spurs as well. Um, you know, Tottenham have only lost one in nine games, and they're they're seven points off the top. Um, so, you know, if a few results go their way, you know they could be back in the title race. And you know they were missing Son there, so they did well to stay hold their ground where they were in the league. Um, he'll be even massive addition back into the squad, back into the team. 
Um, yeah, Wolves again, you know, had a fantastic result against Chelsea and then disappointed last week against Brentford. Um, you know, when, when Tottenham were playing at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, you know, you're guaranteed goals um, and entertainment. So, yeah, I've gone for a Spurs win. And uh, Man City are at home to Chelsea. I went for uh, Man City there. Uh, obviously, you know, you can't go against that uh, that Holland Holland De Bruyne axis there. The two of them just that that uh, telepathic uh, yeah. combination. They know where each other, even even if they had their eyes closed, yeah. they still be able to find one another. Exactly. Yeah, De Bruyne. Ever since he came back from injury, like he he's just picked up his form straight away. He's, a, he's just a genius of a footballer, and it's just seen a few stats there City 11 victories in a row and they're the first team in the Champions League history to win 7 games by 3 or more goals you know that's frightening um, con- considering Chelsea conceded 5 goals against uh, Wolves um, I suppose it just depends what Chelsea show up you know if the Chelsea that played Aston Villa in the Cup or the Chelsea that played Man City or on the league show up you know could be a good game that was a 4 all game um, but if the Chelsea that played Wolves show up you know it could be, it could get scary for Chelsea. Um, yeah, just a heavy defeat for Pochettino um, will pile the pressure back on him. And you know, the longer Chelsea go without European football, you know, the more detrimental it is for the club. Um, and I think the owners come to the end of the season. I think European football is is a, is a must for Chelsea. And uh, yeah, heavy defeat here could could be bad for Chelsea. And you know, I wouldn't put put it past the way Chelsea have been defending this year I wouldn't put past City banging in a few goals but I suppose we live in hope that's it and uh, Sheffield United are at home to Brighton that's going to be an interesting one um, I suppose Brighton uh, Brighton are uh, yeah a bit of a mixed bag this season it's hard to it's kind of hard to predict their uh, their matches isn't it yeah it is you know you, you, I think that's why I'm, I'm not doing well in the predictions I always pick Brighton to win and probably Chelsea to win most weeks but um, yeah their form has been very patchy but Sheffield United um, I think they drew earlier on the season and um, you know Sheffield United come off the back of a, of a 3-1 victory last week um, I suppose they'll be confident going into this game but um, I still think Brighton will have enough to beat them and uh, moving on then Luton are at home to Man United now this is an interesting one um, can can you know, can Luton turn around now and like we were saying how lethal they are at home they weren't so lethal last weekend mm. um, can they put that can they get their record back and start uh, start playing well at home and getting points a big ask against Man United having you, you know the one last yeah. week in that um, again it's it's kind of like other teams it depends on it's kind of like Brighton it depends on what Man United yeah, turn up like exactly yeah but it's it's I suppose the, the one good thing for United um um, this season is it's that the young lads have started to show up now. You know, Hoyland has started banging in the goals. Um, Garnacho, as well, looks looks frightening on the wing, and Kabi Menu, uh, you know, at the at the back of the the base of the back four. Um, you know, ever since the new uh, shareholder Jim Ratliff came in from United, as he said earlier on, something seems to have clicked at United, and you know, I think they're going for a new sporting director, um, Newcastle's sporting director, and they took. Omar Badira um, off Man City he's going to be the chief executive so um, I think you know Man United you didn't get a call no I didn't get a call no I wouldn't take it I wouldn't take it anyway <laughs> um, you know but um, they've, they've, I suppose they've been a laughing stock the last few years you know mm. the way they, their fans have been giving out about the new owner or the owners the Glazers but um, you know there might be uh, a cloud on the horizon um, for United with this new when you um 
shareholder coming in and maybe things will start to pick up and you know they're not a million miles off getting a Champions League spot you never know and uh, yeah the, so that brings us on to uh, Monday night's fixture and that is Everton versus Crystal Palace now Everton we all know the reason why they are where they are that's because of the 10 point deduction uh, I think they're, they're they're better than the, the, they're kind of shown in, in that uh, this is going to be an interesting one yeah I think yeah. Uh, yeah I think we said I think a couple of months ago that they're probably better than where, where they are because of the 10 point deduction but you know, regardless of that, like they're they're in a relegation battle, and I think their form lately has has shown that that's exactly where where they should be because you know they haven't been haven't been good of late. You know, but it's a dangerous time to play Palace now. You know they've got a new manager in. You know, Ray Hodgson got the sack yesterday. Um, so um, will they get the new manager bounce? Um, it's hard to know. I suppose if they get, it's important for Palace that they get Eze and Alicia back. You know, they didn't have them there against Chelsea, and you know, I still cause Chelsea a few problems, but the, you know they're a totally different team with Eze and Elise in it. They're really dangerous, and to core back for Everton, he improves Everton tenfold. You know, he's the one that that makes Everton click. Um, both winless in seven, um, so I suppose a draw here would be the, the obvious be the obvious pick. But I've just gone for Everton at home because I don't think Palace are in a great spot at the moment. I went for I went for uh, Palace there. Just thought that maybe in some performances they were playing well. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Given the way, um, I think it's a toss uh, of a coin that game, really. Yeah, yeah, you could. Uh, I, I wonder what, what you get the bookies for that one. And uh, moving on then to Tuesday's fixture, then Man City versus Brentford. Well, look, it's a foregone conclusion. You'd have to go for uh, Man City, and then uh, on Wednesday, then Liverpool versus take our home to Luton. So Luton, Liverpool will be looking forward to uh, uh, getting Luton at home, and uh, yeah. there'll be there'll be a different proposition because now now you know the, uh, Liverpool have a lot of. Their players back. They have um, they'll have the goalkeeper back, like you said. They'll have Allison back. They have um, you, you, you know Andy Robertson. The, you know, yeah, the, the, well, like the, like Liverpool are going for four trophies this, this year. Yeah. Um, City going for three, um, and both teams know on Arsenal as well. Like that, if if one team slips up, the other teams are breathing down their neck. Mm. So it's going to be an intriguing uh, race of title. We haven't had one of these in a long time. You know, there's three teams involved. Yeah. So I suppose for the neutral. It'll be it'll be great to see. Um, I don't know who I'd like to see win it. I suppose maybe I wouldn't mind if it got called off towards the end. <laughs> you're not saying I wouldn't say you're not saying that because you're a Chelsea fan. No, I wouldn't say another about a call. I wouldn't say another about COVID because no one wants to see that come back again. But yeah. Uh, that's it and uh, so uh, yeah and finally there is a Champions League game on uh, Wednesday night then and that is Porto versus Arsenal so Arsenal are still in uh, are in European contention and moving on then to uh, the to Roscommon and District League uh, fixtures just bear me one moment and uh, yeah so there's it's very, it's uh, it's uh, just going through the Roscommon and District League fixtures and uh, just bringing them up now and yeah so we we start off with uh, uh, that tonight the the ninth of February in the Premier Division uh, oh their their results yeah um, Castery Celtic three St John's Athletic three um, Boyle two CPHX one and uh, moved that's the uh, Premier Division and uh, also that's Saturday that was last Saturday uh, in the Reserve League then Shiv- Shivan nil uh, Boyle Celtic two 
uh, Sky Valley and Ballinagar Manor was postponed CP Ajax versus Roscommon United was postponed and Moor United versus Dunmore Town was also postponed uh, in the women's uh, in the women's uh, Connacht Football Association Cup quarter final and uh, Carb Celtic are at home to Cam Celtic that, that both of these games kick off at 2pm and Kilkern United are at home to our uh, Drew, uh, th- this is a result. Uh, sorry, the um, Carb Carb Celtic versus Cam Celtic that was postponed, and uh, Kilcarran United uh, versus Swinford United ended in a draw, uh, and it ended up um, Swinford United wo- Swinford won four two on penalties, and in the Premier Division and uh, Balladrine four, Shivan Rovers won, and. Uh, Ballinasaw Town won, Moore United won, and in the Roscommon District Football League First Division, Ballinagar Manor six, uh, Glen Celtic two, that was and um, Moyla seventy nine two, Ballymore three, as uh, Sky Valley Rovers four, St John's Athletic B two, and in the division two, in the second division, Rahara Rovers two, St Coombs Haskell United uh, two, Kilcarran United two. Clunfad United 7, Balhadrine B nil, Cam Celtic or Cam Dysert 2 and moving on to those uh, moving on to the Women's League then uh, Cassery Celtic 2 Ballinasaw Town 2, St. Coons United at Haskra 1 and Balhadrine 4 so yeah they're going on a bit of a result, uh, a bit of a run there uh, but all the teams there in Balhadrine. Yeah exactly I see, and I see they were, I suppose this will see where they are now they were drawn against um one of the strong Mayo teams um, in the in the Connacht Cup, um, Ballyhane. So it'll be interesting to see how they do in that, and they'll just uh, to see where they are at the moment. But yeah, having a great season so far. That's it. And moving on to the fixtures now for this weekend, and in the Premier Division tonight, uh, kick off at eight pm. Uh, Cassery Celtic take on Boyle Celtic and that's a home game there for uh, for Castry Celtic and Ballymore versus Dunmore was postponed moving on to the Reserve League which is on tomorrow uh, Dunmore, Dunmore Town take on Sky Valley Rovers all these games at 12 at 12 midday unless uh, unless otherwise uh, said and um, Ballinagar Manor are at home to Shivan Rovers and uh, that was actually changed I think and uh, that's at 12 midday and uh, Boyle Celtic versus uh, Roscommon United. That's at twelve thirty. And CP Ajax are at home to uh, are at home to uh, Moor United. And in the Connacht Shield, under seventeen girls, or more Marie FC versus Boyle Celtic. And uh, that's uh, that's uh, kick off at twelve thirty. And that's in the county grounds in the Carrow. And uh, then moving on then to uh, yeah. So that's. Uh, that's the uh, that's the fixtures for uh, for this weekend. So uh, yeah, so that's that's interesting. And now we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll come away from that then, and we'll go into our talking points. And uh, yeah, so there's there, there's plenty of uh, plenty of things to talk about. And uh, I suppose we'll start off with the soccer first. And um, yeah, this year's uh, this year's sports are uh, sports. Roscommon Sports Star Awards uh, are honouring Republic of Ireland. Uh, player Heather Payne. That's a uh, you know obviously she's from, from up uh, Ballon the Slow. She's achieved so much with the Ireland team. Uh, you know a very good player for for Ireland team. So it's nice to see uh, it's nice to see her uh, being honoured on the night. And of course uh, their special guest as well on the on the night will be Nina Carberry, the uh, the the jockey. So uh, 
some uh, some very distinguished guests there at that. What, what are your thoughts on that, uh, Brian? It's uh, two two great guests there. Yeah, it's great to see the women been been recognised for their for their achievements and uh, yeah, Nina Carberry is a great guest to to get. You know, she's she's been outstanding. Not to use the pun, but she's been outstanding in her field. You know, she's been a top class jockey for years, and you know, people be rushing in to see to see her and listen to, to what she has to say. That's it. And uh, then the Republic of Ireland women's team, uh, they play Italy on Friday the 23rd of February and Wales on the 27th of February. Mm. Two very good games. I mean, the, this Ireland team have really uh, have really improved under the new manager, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They're, they're, their credit to the nation, you know, they've really stepped up with the with the men's team. You know, have been sort of a a laughing stock and the, the losing games and the whole manager situation. Um, uh, the women are a completely different ball game, you know, and we've seen them winning in their in their nation's league game. Um, uh, you know, beating teams out of the water and comfortably. But I suppose Italy be a step up for them now, and um, yeah, looking forward to them. These games, and then looking forward to the Nations League starting again. Again, when they be pitting themselves against, you know, A League teams, and let's just see exactly where they're at, because they'll be disappointed after the. We've said it before on the on the radio. I think they themselves, you know, was the first World Cup, you know, maybe the few things going on off the field, but I don't think they were happy with their performance at the World Cup. Um, you know, even though they stayed in games, and we're looking to pick up a, a few results, and they probably were in the toughest group, but. Um, yeah, it's good to see the girls getting run out again. That's it, and uh, of course we were saying just off air, just to give it a, br- a brief mention about this. Uh, I, I don't think it's been confirmed, or wh- when is it? When yeah. is it actually going to come in to play this new blue card? I don't know. Th- does it make any sense bringing it bringing it in? But um, I think it's, I, uh, if you get a blue card, you go off. It's it's like a sim bin thing. Yeah, it's it's, it's the, I suppose you couldn't have the black card in in in, um, in soccer. It's been brought in for dissent. Um, and for a taking one for the team tackle, I suppose the descent is, you know, when you when you watch a rugby game, and then you watch a soccer game, and you see the the players apologise to the referees in rugby, and then you flip over to the soccer, and, and the abuse. abuse they're taking, and that's all right saying nothing happens there. But if you look at lower leagues down the country, down around the world, and you see referees getting abused and attacked week in week, week out. in week out, and you know it's all right for to say maybe. I think it was Diallo that got um, he got two yellow cards within the space of I think a minute for the sent to the referee and he was sent off and you heard the pundit saying oh he was very harshly treated there maybe he shouldn't have got second yellow card but you know that's alright saying that where a referee is safe in the Premier League but you know you go down to grassroots football mm-hmm. where a referee is coming you know don't know how much he gets he gets paid but certainly isn't enough and you know and he's been harassed on the pitch and, and abused and, and sometimes beaten up so yeah, I think I'd love to see something more been done for that and also for the taking of the team tackle. You know, there is a I suppose a, an area in soccer where some tackles are more than a yellow card but not quite a red card. Mm. And you know, you see a player just getting past someone and getting cleaned out. Yeah. I yeah, I like to see more punishment for that personally. Yeah. So I don't think it should be shot down straight away without being tried. Yeah. At some level. If it works, well and good, but if it doesn't work, it can, e- can easily be scrapped. But I don't see any reason why, just because VAR has been a shambles, yeah. um, I don't think I don't see any reason why they shouldn't try another card. But I don't. I, most people seem to be against it. But I definitely wouldn't be totally against it. Let's try it. Yeah, let's wait and see what happens. And let's bring us on to J. The late the late Michael uh, Michael Costello. 
uh, was uh, was a great Boyle and Jay man, uh, community man. He won uh, he won a junior county football title with Saint Ronan's in 1962. He passed away, so we'd like to. He passed away recently. We'd like to extend our sympathies to his family and his friends and the community and all at St. Ronan's GA Club and of course Boyle GA and uh, former Common player former Common player and under 21 manager Nigel Deneen has taken over as uh, as manager of the Elfin Intermediate Footballers that's a good appointment he has a uh, he has a huge level of experience as a player obviously played for with distinction for Common, and he has also managed the under 21 team to, to All-Ireland Finals so mm. I mean that's a, that, that, that's, a good. That, that's good that's a, a good record. yeah and we see we see more and more ex-county players going into club management mm. and um, you know it, it's it's not an easy job club management you know you see the amount of time it takes up the amount of effort um, that goes in no matter what level it is um, every club that's an intermediate wants to get out of it yeah. you know there's uh, more expectations at that senior level there is yeah yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, yeah. and junior yeah. absolutely it's not uh, a case of training from training starts at seven and it's over at nine. Especially you know, where uh, intermediate is your first team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like you know, tra- training for the player starts at seven, but the manager, you know, could start at six an hour before, and you know, there's this train drills to be done up. So you know, it's not a. It's changed a lot in the last few years. It's oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's uh, certainly is. But the players, the players put in their work outside the training. Absolutely, school. I would. Yeah, you see even yeah, at club yeah. level like you yeah. see a lot of ex county managers you know you have Malachy O'Rourke mm. going to Glen um, you have um, the extra scam manager going to Bridget's yeah and Anthony Cunningham yeah. Anthony Cunningham like so you know there's, there's good jobs out there for, for, for managers yeah, but clubs have to have plenty of this, plenty of the dash to. Play. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. the other side. But yeah. I, I suppose look at if they if a manager be a club level or county level, if they're going to put in that amount of work, they do need payment. If they can't, I mean mileage. You know the amount of work to put in. Um, football has completely absolutely. You know? Football has completely changed over the past. Yeah. We'd say, maybe twenty years. Um, not to say manager didn't put in effort back then, but it's just. The amount of tactical analysis has to go into even a club team now is frightening. That's it. And moving on then to Roscommon, obviously the Roscommon senior footballers, they have a tough assignment away to Dublin and Crow Park. Uh, this is a kind of a key part, I suppose, for me, I suppose, if someone was to ask me, I, I think I'd nearly prefer to have had uh, Dublin, well, it's <laughs> Dublin are hard to play at any stage. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more elderly, more earlier in the league because, um, you know, this is the time now where Dublin will be but look they lost their first two games um, they need to start getting results because they don't want to get relegated yeah. I know they don't take the, the league seriously but they, they don't want the shame of getting relegated either and yeah, like yeah. The, the division two is is tough enough that, that's not easy to get out of either mm, so. no exactly and, and Dublin won I think they won the All-Ireland from division two yeah. um, but um, you know if, if Dublin which they do get to division two um, hypothetically and you know the, just say they win the All-Ireland and we you have a few retirements um, we just say your Cluxton retires maybe your James McCarthy retires you know they're pushing on and you know Division 2 without them players isn't going to be easy to get out of yeah. um, but Roscommon going into this game you know you can't be still using excuses of welcoming count club players back you know they should be at full strength bar the injury to Ben O'Carroll um, but as we've seen in the championship at the round robin, um, Roscommon drew at Dublin. Yeah. Um, probably should have bet them. Yeah. Um, it was a game that probably 
it's one game they look back at after the court game that you know they should have won. And um, I suppose even though Dublin are All Ireland champions, um, they're, they're not as feared as they used to be. I think teams, you know, maybe down through the years, we're going up to Crow Park, you know, more than in hope than expectation. But I don't see any reason why Roscommon would be going up there thinking they can they can win. Um, and um, you know, if if Roscommon do win, they put Dublin in serious pressure. Um, but if Roscommon on the lose, on the other hand. You know, they've need to start picking up. Yeah, because they've they've played Galway, played Tyrone. You know, they've tricky fixtures. Kerry Mayo to come, and you know it's it's getting tricky from there on in. But I suppose really, when you look at another kind of point to look at too is uh, look, uh, you know, Mayo have, have always found it hard to beat Dublin. Uh, I think in fairness to Mayo, that they've got that monkey off their back. The best, the best, um, the best. Dublin, you know, in, in the league yeah. already, um, but like a lot of people will argue, yeah, but you play Dublin in the league, in the championship, and they're a totally different beast. Yeah, but that, that's uh, absolutely. Yeah, like like Mayo, as we found out last year in the championship, Mayo level at half time against Dublin. Dublin came out within ten minutes, five minutes. The game was over. Yeah. But um, they're they're and they're away to carry this weekend. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, that's, that's, that's but but I think Mayo you. I mean, we would have beaten your hands off for two two wins at the start of the, the league. Um, you know they can kind of, I suppose, not thinking not thinking they're guaranteed to be safe, but I suppose they can take the shackles off and maybe go down. You know, it's, it's easier to go down to carry and uh, with six points than go down to carry with zero points. You can sort of throw the shackles off and and have a go at carry. Um, knowing well, you probably just have to pick up maybe another two points, three points from the remaining games. Um, and then you can probably start trying out different players. Um, but yeah, going down to Kerry is going to be tricky for Mayo, but uh, I'm sure they'll give it a go. But you see, the thing is, a lot of people say, oh, you know, you want you want to get to that league final, but then there's the pressure of doing that because we say you're you're playing the league final this weekend and then the championship starts next weekend yeah. or the weekend after. So, I mean, you know, you, you want to play in the final, but then, like, you know, players could get injured in that final and then you're without them for the next day. For yeah. the championship game, it's I, yeah. far more important. Absolutely, but then you know, you're saying you may all go five, all go to New York. Yeah. Um, you know, may all want to be playing tougher games against you know Division One opposition. But we've we've seen this argument on 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 the Sunday game and on 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 the Saturday night game. You know, uh, Peter Canavan and and um, Lee Keegan were saying it's the league nobody wants to win. And then on the flip side, then the Sunday game, Sean Kavanagh kind of rebunked that statement and said he can name four teams that would want to win that game want to win that league you know Mickey Hare coming in as dairy manager Yeah, he'd definitely want to get silverware yeah. under I, his belt I, see, I, I think the way I, I don't know this is just between ourselves and I don't know if uh, if the listeners want to send in a text and let, let, let us know what they think but I think the solution is there I think maybe if they if they gave a bit of a, a gap between the league and the championship uh, just to let the players have a, a few weeks of a rest and prepare properly for the championship because yeah. it is a lot of pressure kind of you're playing in the league final uh, one weekend and then you know it's too much players could get it you know we we seen yeah. last year with Mayo like or was it the year before you know, you know the, the, the Beck Kerry and next thing they were out against the championship and the players Roscommon Roscommon bet them now and look yeah. Roscommon were, were good on the no, yeah, absolutely, that, yeah. uh, you know and um, Roscommon deserved it but what I mean is you know <laughs> If you're playing in the league, finally, you do need that kind of week or two or a couple of weeks oh, just for the, you know, because there's a lot of aches and pains. And you do, like, in that case, you don't get time for training. It's just basically kind of recovery for that week because, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know. Like, exactly. Like, you know, Dublin, Leinster football, you know, 
we see the state it's in at the moment Dublin don't have to worry about Leinster and Kerry don't have to worry about Munster but then like if you're Derry or Tyrone and you're playing a league final and then you're going into a, a tough Munster championship and Mayo, Roscommon and Galway um, Connacht like is, is, is wide open this year but then you see Port Joyce when he heard that people saying that they don't want nobody wants to win the league he came out and he was very strong that Galway would be dying to win the league mm. um, and but it, it depends on when they're playing in the championship I mean if they don't have a game for a couple for about three but or Port four Joyce's, weeks Port Joyce his remit at the start of the year was to win All-Ireland now they came close once but they've, they've been miles off at the other times yeah. um, you know he needs a bit of silverware um, and a league title you know Mayo we were all overjoyed last year with winning the league and we thought it was a springboard for to to go on more but young like Mayo win, don't win stuff often in Crow Park and you know to win a national league title shouldn't be shouldn't be sniffed at by any means and it's a uh, national title it is a national title yeah. exactly so I think um, there's definitely four or five teams that want to win the league Definitely, and uh, moving on then, the there's common ladies footballers uh, play Sligo this weekend. We'd like to wish them all the best of luck in that. And then uh, just in colleges football, then uh, Roscommon uh, Community College lost out to St. Coons College in uh, in uh, the Connacht Colleges Junior Day Championship final. Uh, it ended up 14 points to 8, so it ended level, uh, but they lost 3-2 on penalties. Uh, yeah, a cruel way, but look, that's uh, that's the way it's it's gone now. And uh, and it was actually a, a go- it was actually a common the, it was a common man that was in goal for uh, for uh, St. Coons. Uh, so a common goalkeeper stopped a common team. So uh, there you go. Uh, not not nothing. Uh, uh, nothing personal, just business, I suppose. And uh, then moving on, then Roscommon hurlers uh, sit, lost to uh, lost to Tyrone Division Two B uh, of the National Hurling League on a scoreline of twenty points to eleven. Kerry uh, Kerry senior hurler Fionn McKessie is uh, is transferring from uh, is transferring to Kilkenny Club O'Loch and Gales and uh, UUJ that's Ulster University uh, Jordanstown our Sigerson Cup champions haven't defeated UCD I see the president had another gaffe at the at the weekend presenting the or the other day presenting yeah, presenting the cup it's the second time he's he's got a name wrong you know it doesn't take much research to to get that right uh, yeah I think I think they will have to they'll have to get a new president yeah I think uh, so <laughs> so uh, yeah and finally in boxing then just briefly we'd like to send out uh, we'd like to say a very huge well done to uh, um, Castle Rees Aoife O'Rourke who won gold in the seventy five k weight division at the seventy fifth Strangia. Memorial Tournament in Bulgaria. Another another uh, string to the bow ahead of ahead of the um, ahead of the Olympics. And of course, you know, um, in fairness, uh, Lisa was was unlucky against in her her semi final. But look, she's uh, she she's uh, both great girls. Put the put Cassari yeah. on the map. Put Roscommon on Absolutely, the map yeah. as well. So yeah. it's brilliant to see. Absolutely, you have to enjoy it while you can. You know, we 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 have Casey Taylor, um, you know, doing so well in in. In the boxing, and then you have the 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 roar lads doing well. But you know, having someone so close to home who's who has a great prospect of winning the medal at the Olympics, um, it, it's something to look forward to. That's it, and we'd have obviously we'd like to wish both the girls all the very best luck in their endeavours. Uh, you know, in the in the future as well, they're doing uh, they're they're doing really great work. So yeah, so that's uh, that's our roundup. And next up, uh, myself and we we'll be talking a bit about the. Uh, 
the uh, rugby now as well. Uh, a great win for uh, for Ireland against Italy. I suppose that was uh, a lot of people would have said a foregone conclusion, a home game for Ireland. Where uh, Ireland had had won their first game as well. Um, yeah, they just uh, it, it was a, it was a great it was a huge win for Ireland. But I suppose when you, when you look at how, how um, Italy played in their other two games, I think it was against Wales and uh, against England. England, yeah, yeah. They, they, they ran them very close. So that's why I was kind of saying, well, maybe Jeannie that they're going they might be able to run Ireland close. But uh, it was a convincing win for Ireland. Yeah, if, if like last year's, they're not last, the boys anymore. No, 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 last year's. Last year, Six Nations, they ran France very close, mm. um, Wales very close, and then this year, I think they only lost to England by three points. Um, well, Scotland they, was the team that they yeah, gave a but, game. But, um, you know, it wasn't a perfect performance from, from Ireland. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was 10 or 10, you know, and that probably sounds a bit daft, you know, when you beat some team 37 nil, you know, it was a shaky enough start, you know, a few um, long kicks and, and a Crowley missed, missed a kick, but I suppose we, uh, Italy missed a kick to go 3 nil up. It was an easy enough kick. And since then, since that Ireland just took over. Um, mm. well, you see, when you're looking at the telly, you say, "Oh, that's an easy." Oh game. yeah, yeah, true. But, but when you're like, I, I'm speaking, I use yeah, the yeah. as well. When you're when you're the one to hit, that's especially yeah. the pressure ones. Yeah, and we've they're, been they're not, they're not as easy. No, exactly, and we might, I we've been <laughs> blessed with Johnny Sexton for the last yeah, number I'm not of years. To go, I'm not being no, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. When the camera's behind the ball, it looks it looks easy enough. But I suppose this is the new Ireland now. Um, mm. Just steamrolling teams. Yeah. Um, you know they have to be favourites now uh, since beating France. They have to be favourites to do the Six Nations or uh, the Grand Slam two years in a row, which I'm not sure has ever been done before. Um, you know since they they lost to New Zealand in the in the in the World Cup, they've went away and they've right the wrongs. You know the, the line out has been impeccable since. Uh, uh, to be honest, I don't think they've lost a line out yeah. in this year's Six Nations. So Paul O'Connell has went away and did his homework he's the type of guy that probably had a few sleepless nights he probably had a few sleepless nights since the, the World Cup and he's he's gone away and he's he's right the wrongs and you know I suppose Crowley had number 10 couldn't have it have two better games you know he's he, the pressure was huge on him he, he's just settling he, nice he has, he has good he has huge um, you, you know like in the last game when when, they, when the few when he missed those few kicks and then uh, and on Sunday on uh, this this weekend the weekend just gone as well uh, against Izzy when he missed one or two of those chances he didn't let it get to him he, he just mm. he just trusted the process no. and kept going he didn't uh, the head didn't drop no exactly that, that's incredible for such a young guy yeah, absolutely. You know, we can, you know, and I'd say he puts huge pressure on himself. Yeah, because I'd say he's a very confident guy. Mm. The way the way he walks around the pitch, and then he well entitled he should be. Um, because you know when Sexton retired, um, the big question was not how is Crowley going to do, but who's the number ten going to be? Yeah. There was three people: you had Frawley, you had Harry Byrne, um, and Crowley all vying for the spot. But I think he's after these two games, he's nailed nailed down that spot. And I suppose one thing about another game is. You know, f- Scotland very unlucky against France. Yeah, I think that's that's a rule change that needs to be brought in. You know, we're on about a rule change, the blue card in in uh, soccer. I think a rule change that needs to come in um, into rugby is when there's a try scored, the referee has to say whether he thinks it's a try or not. Yeah, you know, and then the umpire or the TMO kind of has to see a hundred percent evidence to go against the decision on the field. Where I think it should all the I suppose the decision making should go with the team because you know you could clearly see that the ball was down mm. but the way the, the referee had worded it that he had said no try that the umpire or the, the team couldn't overturn it so I'd say if, if I'd like to see that rule change coming into 
to to rugby and you know Scotland would be two out of two and they'd be going for a grand slam as well but you know unfortunately they they um they come up short against France. That's it and uh, of course uh, next up we're going to be talking to uh, Adrian Leddy and he was at that game as well so we're going to get his uh, his uh, analysis on it and of course all the local, provincial and uh, national and international rugby and that's coming up after this. Hello everyone, how are you doing? You're very welcome to this week's episode of uh, of uh, Rugby View with myself, Aidan Rafferty and of course as always to talk about all things rugby we have... Uh, we have Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Are you well? Great, uh, Aidan. Good afternoon now. It's, uh, it's, uh, the days are getting longer, but let's hope that we get less rain and that uh, more games uh, will, will be played. Um, because like for the last couple of weeks, the amount of rainfall has been something else. And grass pitches um, that has, has taken a fair battering, particularly uh, you know when you play rugby on, on a lot of pitches, at this time of year, when the underground conditions aren't good, they 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 they, they take a, they take a long longer time to recover. So, uh, we'd be hoping to see a bit of good weather again now to, uh, with the longer days to dry them up. You know, that's it, and it's a testament to the facilities at Craig's Rugby Club that uh, you you know I suppose that the four G pitch uh, has been under pressure. You were saying there was a, a number of games on, on that pitch as well due to other pitches. Uh, not being playable. So, could you take us through a bit of that? Yeah, there's ma- ma- major demands uh, for for the grounds at the at, at the present time. Uh, between Connacht uh, uh, Rugby uh, wanting to uh, play various de- development games uh, on it, having various blitzes on it, um, the uh, uh, quite a lot of the school school games. Um, have been played on us. a lot of the, the school league finals have been played in Craig's already and um, now now we see that the AIL clubs uh, uh, within Connacht uh, uh, with their own pitches uh, uh, be not available or not not, um, not up to uh, playing conditions uh, have requested the pitch as well um, uh, last Saturday we had a, a big game there, a very close uh, game between uh, Corinthians and Scaries, and uh, uh, you know it was great to be able to host uh, and be available. The, the game had to be uh, delayed because it was short notice that they that we got the request uh, to to host the game. So they played the game at half at half three. They normally started at half two, and um, again. Uh, you know, it's just interesting how the AIL and how the AIL um, is going because, like at the end of the day, uh, a good contest with the with the, within Connacht, uh, and and there'll be a bigger crowd at the at, at the game on Saturday evening between Craig's and Chum than there was at the game in Scurries and and Corinthians. Uh, it's just a you know, it's uh, the AIL. Uh, with with the advent of professional rugby and the provincial rugby and so on, the AIL doesn't draw the same type of crowds um, as it did in the past. I remember going over to Atlone uh, to to watch Atlone and Buccaneers uh, playing, and it, you know you'd hardly get into the ground that the the, the massive attendance as uh, was for games. They were they were drawn. Uh, people were coming from Roscommon, Longford. Banlas Law, all all around Tullamore, all into um, to um, 
to see the Buccaneers team, but they don't see, you know, none of the teams seem to have that big draw that they had in the in in the past. And you, you just wonder, is there too is there too many teams now in the IL? Is is the number of divisions that's that's in it too too many? And would they be better? Would some of these teams not be better off? Maybe playing at provincial within their own province, or at least within um, traveling distance. Say like that, we would maybe be linked closer with Ulster or some of some of the clubs in Limerick, um, because like for for clubs to travel um, down down to Cork and down to Wexford and different parts and travel up to Belfast. It's a it's long hauls for an and big expense on on buses and weekends and you know the way the expenses well. of hotels and all that. You know, a like it's a it's a it's a big well, drop yeah. on, on funds within the club. Yeah, yeah, and it's a long day for the players and and the management and all that. Uh, traveling, then preparing for the game and warming up and all that, playing the game and then. Getting back then, and it'd be late. It, it's a it's a long it's a long night. But I suppose look, that's the that's the nature of the beast when you're playing at you know when you're playing nationally. You know when you're going from nearly one end of the country to the other. These uh these are the things that maybe people don't realize. But not not just for the players, but but also for the fans that uh you know they want to go to these games. It's uh you know traveling in cars and and trains and this that and other. Maybe some of them might stay overnight or whatever, you know, it's it's a lot, but that, that's, uh, I suppose that's the yeah, way it's going now, isn't it? That's it. Yeah, that's it, Aidan. It's not alone the, the time pressures that's on people nowadays with, with work commitments and so on, but it's also it's also the expense of it for, for both players uh, and, and, and the demands on players, and also, as you rightly said, you know, for, for the supporters to, to to travel in numbers to every Saturday to various games every at least every second Saturday when they're not at home. So it is it is um, you know it's uh, it's, a, it's if you do the journey in in the one day, I tell you you're not worth the last the next day. Uh, yeah, that's, it's, that's a, it's a it's a it's a tough day. That's it, that's it. And uh, I suppose we, we'll uh, start off, that. we'll go back to uh, Craig's and uh, as we always do, we start off with the mini rugby and uh, usually there's either a blitz or there's plenty of training going on uh, in Craig's rugby club. How, how were things last weekend and uh, what's going on this weekend? Things are things are going on, you know, as you say, with various blitzes in various places, but it's, you know, some of the blitzes have been called off Um uh, that clubs uh, just called them off uh, uh, the night before that, that they felt that the pitches weren't uh, weren't fit for for the for the games. So that has always disappointing for the youngsters. But we we try and facilitate them now. Even our grass pitches uh, weren't playable uh, last week, and we we had to figure out uh, uh, a way of uh, rotating and having the teams on at different stages and the games at different stages and. So on within Craig's, and it's the same way with the uh, mini trainer now again this weekend. No blitz, but just to 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 get uh, uh, them all on, uh, you you have to 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 break up the different age groups um, uh, on the Saturday morning. So that demands again a fair bit of organising. You have some, you know, uh, car park and stewards now that you have to when you have people leaving and people coming in and. Watching, watching the you know the the whole thing, it's you know it's a it's a big 
um, it's a big uh, job on a, on a Saturday morning. Uh, Craig's Village definitely comes alive um, every every Saturday morning. The, it's it's you know the it, it's definitely um, yeah it's great it's great to see and great for the village and you know it does bring a bit of life about the place and during the winter months. That's great. It's, it's great to see. It's great to see that. And of course, you know, with the uh, I suppose with the first and team, second teams, and of course, underage success as well, and uh, matches that are going on. It's, it certainly is a very busy club. And uh, there was uh, there was a bit going on during the week there, and and last weekend with the um, with the uh, the underage setup as well. Yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of our underage teams were were out last week and. Yeah, some were some were lucky, others uh, others weren't. But like uh, you know, it's a couple of great wins, and you still have you still have an overhang of some of the the youth teams in 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 their league yet that haven't been finished out. Most most teams have finished out the league and uh, at age grade and gone into the the cup competitions. And you know, it's it's the um, the they're hoping to get a good run uh, most of these teams now in, in, in the Cup and you know you have a, you have a number of teams but uh, g- girls and boys out, out this weekend you have the under-16s and out in the Cup against Joe Mukhtarard you have the under-40 and boys um, away to Ballina in, in, in the Cup and then the under-13s travel down to Ballina as well uh, to play them uh, in, in the league so that's what you know you have a mix of, of both going on. Uh, so the the underage is, is is just busy at this time of the year with the overlap of both league and cups and uh, and uh, you know within the next week or two the the league uh, will have itself sorted out and you'll be solely uh, depending on what teams are left in the cups and needless to say if they're knocked out of the cup they'll be they'll be playing for the players or so on so they. You know, there's going to be plenty, going to be plenty of uh, of um, rugby there uh, for for them going going forward and bringing the bringing them well into the the good weather. And of course, the, the players wouldn't have it any other way, and the and the uh, the uh, coaches that give so much uh, to the teams, and it just goes to show you the level of enthusiasm from the players and the and the coaches, and indeed pitch coordinators and. And all the and all the volunteers in the club, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's great to see the club thriving, isn't it, at all levels? And uh, that brings us on to uh, the first and second teams, the adults first and second teams. Yeah, uh, the the Craig's first team had a, a week a week off last week, and they're building up now for the the big semi final on um, uh, tomorrow evening, Saturday evening. In in Craig's at seven o'clock, uh, they they play Chum and uh, uh, hopefully that they they already have defeated Chum uh, this season. So hopefully that they can uh, get the best of uh, Chum to have them at home in Craig's, and um, the the winners of that game uh, will play um, Connemara in the in the sports ground on the third of March. So you know again uh, that's you know great and. We would only love to have another crack at uh, Connemara, so all the lads would be up. <laughs> all the lads would be up for this game on on uh, on Saturday evening. You wouldn't want to take anything for granted against Chum. Like Chum is always a formidable side uh, to come up against, and no doubt that they will like love to take uh, Craig Scalp in 
in, in Craig's and, and qualify for the final. And definitely if we get through to Connemara, we owe them one. They defeated us in the early stages of the of the league this year. So we would we we could be we will be facing them probably in two weeks rolling uh, uh that we will be facing them uh the following week, uh, we'll be travelling out there to play them in the, no more than the youths. There'll be an overlap between Cup and League. We'll be travelling out to Connemara for the refix of the of the Cup game that was called off. And then the following week on the third match, we'll be we'll be playing them in the in the sports ground in 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 the Cups uh, final, hopefully. So uh, we'll be seeing it. We'll be we'll, let's let's hope uh, in we'll be seeing a lot of Connemara. Let's hope that uh, you know well, we I will deal with that. Uh, in the program next week, um, when yeah. we when we're in a better um, situation, I don't want to be presumptuous on this program to say uh, and to make little of Joe. We have to get over Joe first on uh, tomorrow evening, and then we can plan. Uh, we can plan uh, for the future uh, of what's ahead of us and that then. But yeah, yeah, you, ha- you have to take you have to you have to take what's what's there now. That's that that is coming to the the business part of the of the season when you're. When you're talking about semi-finals and finals in 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 leagues, and of course, uh, are there have they had any injury concerns ahead of the game? No, I, I, you know the few earlier injuries, a few players are are out for the season, but other than that, uh, there's no fresh injuries, and let's hope that we we have a good panel. We have a huge panel of players at the moment between first and seconds, the seconds uh, team uh, development side lined out uh, against our ladies boys club in um, in the sports ground in in, in Galway um last last Sunday and had a, a big win uh, against them and got the bonus point got the bonus point win um they had 27 players there togged out uh, for the game which is a, a tremendous achievement but but um you know to get to have that number of players and it just shows what's coming through in the club coming through through the youth system in into into the development side into the second side um in 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 Craig's and you know let's hope that they that they all stick with it because there there is a fair chance that the seconds could could qualify for a league final as well and uh, that they have better they play Ballina at home uh, this Sunday and if they get if they if they win against Banna, I think they're they're sure that they will have um, they w- they will be in the final against uh, Galwegians. So that's that's all to play for. Uh, it's again it'll be a big game for our second side on on Sunday, no more than our first ge- our first team on Saturday. So uh, a lot to look uh, really a lot to look forward to uh, this weekend in Craig's. And of course, uh, before we leave Craig's, then we also have the. The uh, the ladies senior team. Yeah, the ladies senior team. Yeah, went down to Vice Club at the weekend. They're you know as a, as I said on this program a couple of times. They're they're really just a, a team put together this year. Um, a lot of work. It's players that have gone under overage for under eighteens. A few more players come in to join them. Uh, and they're they're a side to developing and they're improving. They're improving their skills all the time. And I have no doubt that the they, they're, you know, when um, more of the current under 18 squad uh, next season will be will be joining them. And you know, when I mentioned under the 18 squad, um, they're uh, they're going extremely well. And uh, we have uh, six players involved with um, 
the Connacht uh, women's ladies team above playing for Connacht against Ulster um, uh, in in Turnyo College, and uh, Sarah Sarah Purcell is the is the captain of, of of that team from from Craig. So it's a great honour for the Purcell family to have Sarah. Uh, leading out the team in uh, in a prov- provincial semi final against uh, against Ulster, so we wish we wish uh, the uh, Connacht uh, ladies and that uh, very well uh, in 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 their pursuits there. So, you know, there's a there's a lot going on. Uh, yeah, with with you know at the different age groups within the women, as I said, I mentioned the under sixteen girls there, under fourteen girls, and also the the playing. Um, within the convent and and the different other schools as well. So they're between that they're getting uh, plenty of rugby, plenty of experience. And needless to say that you know we will. I can see us being a fo- good force in in women's rugby again in a year or two within Craig's. That's it, and it would certainly it would certainly be great to see that. And uh, that brings us on. I know we touched on it earlier about the. Uh, the AIL, but I suppose more specifically, uh, was there any any teams involved, any local teams from the west of Ireland involved in the league over the weekend? I know um, Buccaneers were were away to uh, they, they were away at the weekend, and unfortunately against Old Wesley, and unfortunately came out on the wrong side of the result. Yeah, it's 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 just um, it's not going well for for uh, Buccaneers first team and uh, in the AIL and. It's just you'd be hoping uh, that um, that they'll get a win this weekend. And um, uh, from the information that I have coming into the program, is that we will be uh, hosting that, that game in uh, in Craig's uh, at at the weekend. Uh, Buccaneers have put in a, a request to, to play the game in Craig's. They they have played uh, uh, the EIL game previously in Craig's, and you know, let's hope that maybe. That Craig's will be the woman that they, that they will get a a, a, a win uh, there, and you know at least they'll have a solid footing playing on the on the four G pitch. And you know, uh, I would like to see that uh, Buccaneers would um, would would remain in the division that they're in. It's going to be a, a tough fight, and that there for them. Uh, some of the other teams, uh, like as I said earlier. Um, uh, Corinthians lost out narrowly to Scaries. Uh, uh, Corinthians felt that they had nearly won the game, and unfortunately, they they went off the rails a bit. They lost two players through the sin bin, and Scaries came back and got a last minute score to to uh, to win the game. A bit, you know, really against their own play, but that's the way the games go, and it's disappointing for for Corinthians. And like as I say. Uh, uh, Ballina again got a, got a surprise win, and uh, it was great to see them going traveling away to Carmel. Tra- They're a team that's, that's suffering at the very bottom of the league, and there was a danger, as I mentioned over this program, that they could be back playing junior rugby within uh, Connacht uh, next season. But let's hope that they can uh, put a few more results in that there to get to gather. Sligo is going on strongly again. Um, Galwegians are are remaining uh, strong as well in in their in their division as well. So, you know, as I said, they all the all the teams there are are um, are you know uh, Ballina and Buccaneers are the two teams that you'll be concerned about, and, and hopefully that they can um, 
over the next couple of weeks because you're uh, you're on the on the on the second round now at this stage and every game every game that you lose is 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 uh, points lost and uh, other other teams getting further ahead of you so it's uh, important that they that they pick up points now on on the way in the last number of games and of course uh, you know points points can be hard to pick up in certain games especially you know uh, away games can be can can be tough as well very tough, you see, like as you mentioned, that like Buccaneers had all Wesley last weekend. They came away with nothing out of the game, not even, a, you know, not even at all as a losing bonus point. So, you know, all these uh, type of, um, you know, if you, you get let a score go too far away from you, it's um, it's disappointing that you you didn't come away with nothing uh, uh, from from the game and. Um, you know, as you you know, every every point comes, every point counts now in in the league for 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 these particular teams. And of course, uh, we we mentioned there about the the girls under 18s Connacht team are are uh, playing this weekend and that, and uh, obviously the the uh, Connacht first team aren't playing because of uh, the Six Nations. So that brings us straight into the Six Nations. And oh, no, sorry, 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 and uh, they, yeah, uh, they kind of they. Uh, UFC is back up and running this weekend, oh, and the kind of the kind of team are are away to uh, play Cardiff uh, uh, this weekend tonight, actually in 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 Cardiff. So um, that's it, you know, the, the, or this weekend. So uh, you know, Connacht is back up and running. Uh, the players there, they'll be minus, uh, they'll be minus their international players, uh, but at the same time, they they have a, it'll be an opportunity for other players to. To show <coughs> show up in the absence of the international players, and needless to say that Cardiff will be minus a lot of their players uh, to the Wales team as well. So you know, to leave it to leave itself out, uh, Aidan, it will, but it gives a great opportunity to other players uh, in in that in in that situation. That's it, and that brings us on then to looking looking back at the uh, the game against Italy in. Uh, in the Aviva last weekend, and uh, I suppose you know a, a a good win for for Italy, but or a, for Ireland, um, a few maybe one or two maybe flaws in the performance, but overall, um, an expected an expected win for Ireland, and uh, you know Crowley Crowley uh, continued to play well. I suppose he had one or two kind of uh, misses or whatever, but overall, not not a bad uh, not a bad um, performance. But I suppose. There's always there's always a kind of couple of things that you, you they can work on and of course with this weekend off, um they can uh, they, they can kind of work on those things ahead of the next game. I think the next game is Wales, but we'll be we'll be uh, lo- looking ahead to that next week. But uh, yeah, a good win, a good win. But it just like we said on the show last week uh, with this Italian team, obviously they ran uh, Scotland close, they ran England close. Um, they're no longer the whipping boys of uh, of the Six Nations now, and uh, even though like the scoreline might suggest it, their performance at times against Ireland wasn't but wasn't bad. Yeah, absolutely, Eden. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you just wonder uh, was Ireland playing in what gear they were playing in? Uh, yeah. If it is a, a game up against uh, England or the All Blacks, or so you know, they 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 would be more. Uh, hyped up for the game. It was hard. Even you, you could feel it um, within the stands in the Aviva. Like that, it was a 
uh, lacklustre performance to a degree that you would feel that there's players, a lot of them, uh, were just doing enough to to get through the game uh, to get the result. Maybe they were trying to avoid injury, like you know, because of the the bigger games ahead. Obviously, uh, there's like Wales, England, uh, you know, those those, those type of games. Maybe that they, they, they're kind of more focused on those games, maybe than they. Yeah, well, well, unfortunately, we, unfortunately, we have a worrying injury with our full back, and that they are yeah. now out injured and. Uh, the news is there were people initially at the game and, and after, afterwards felt that it was maybe just a knock, but it turns out that it's more than that, that it may be uh, some ligament damage and uh, that would be disappointing there. So we just haven't, uh, 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 with O'Brien out injured as well, we just haven't a, a natural fullback uh, to uh, to come come in there. Now they're talking about that maybe Kieran Frawley um who plays his rugby within? Uh, who played his rugby initially within Scurries, um Have been in and out of, of the Leinster team, playing in a number of positions from uh, out half to centre to full back. So he hasn't nailed down a permanent place in any position. <coughs> but he's a utility back that can that can slot in, and they, there's a fair chance that they will. Uh, Trust uh, him to take over the reins at fullback for the Wales game. That's it, and uh, I suppose really looking at him, um, the type of player. Obviously, if he's if he's in the squad, he must be he must be good. But uh, like, I mean, he can obviously bring a lot to that uh, to that position. And I suppose he has to. But uh, I suppose if he wants to nail down a position in the squad, or you know, I suppose when the other players come back, he he'd be probably. Uh, being put back onto the bench or whatever for match days, but uh, uh, he he seems to be still a useful player to have in the squad. A very useful player to have in the squad, but it is it is difficult, uh, you know, for the player developing himself. Uh, as you rightly says, when you when you play in a number of positions, you you sometimes end up as the fall boy for the for the uh, the bench because you can cover a number of positions if anybody gets injured. So um, that's that's what sometimes happens to a utility player like uh, Kieran Farley because you know I like him as a player. I think he's uh, he has uh, a lot of potential. Uh, I'm not sure that he he's an out and out full back. Uh, I, I I would prefer to see him get more of his rugby at, at out half, but he's not going to un- unseat the the curtain man. Uh, Crowley in in the in the out half position. So, you know, uh, any of these any of these players to get their uh, opportunity to wear the green of Ireland, they'll they'll take it no matter what position they'll be put in. Uh, in that's it. And, so uh, we look forward. Uh, as I say, next week, as you said, we'll we'll go into more depth uh, in relation to the the game against Wales uh, on, on Saturday week. Uh, this this is a, a free weekend for for international rugby and that's why the URC is back on this weekend that's it and uh, of course uh, Andy Farr will have a number of things to, to kind of work on ahead of the next game against I think it's Wales so that's that's going to be uh, that's going that's going to be interesting and of course like with Wales they haven't really been all that convinced they haven't really been convincing at all in their uh, in their first two or three games sure they haven't no uh, the <clears throat> Warren Gatlin has taken over a very uh, difficult uh, side. When he, you know, when he took it over, 
there was a lot of uh, politics going on between the clubs uh, in in Wales and the and the union within Wales, and they, there was difficulty there that maybe some of the teams would be would be folded, and amalgamations, more amalgamations taking place. Um, and you know they, they they suffered they've suffered a bit from from that with players leaving leaving Wales uh, playing playing their rugby elsewhere in in England or in France and you know that that has affected the the, the spirit within clubs and within Welsh rugby and it's a difficult one because they have uh, serious financial issues there. And they haven't the same structure that the Ireland has built up through the IRFU with the with the four uh, provinces and the rest periods that uh, that that's built into the system uh, within within the IRFU for for international players. So, like some of the players uh, there within Eng- that's playing within England and playing within France. They get they get very little uh, rest time from once they go nearly straight for, they went nearly straight from the World Cup in into the Premiership both in England and into the Championship in 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 France and you know it's it's just difficult uh, to to keep that momentum going from into and you could see it uh, within the the French international team both uh, uh, both last week and and against Ireland. That they're they're just uh, not firing on all cylinders uh, the same way, and England England are just about getting getting through there. They're playing. Uh, I tell you, uh, there was comments made in relation to the commentary that was uh, on television that paying a hundred and fifty uh, sterling uh, to, to watch England play on the last day at kick tennis. It wasn't the most attractive game to be watching. I, w- I was very sorry that I, I wasn't in Craig's watching Scurries and Corinthians. I can tell you, uh, I had put on a, and I put on a lovely, fu- I put on a lovely fire to watch the two international games, and uh, uh, and I said I wasn't going to leave that behind me. So uh, again, sometimes you see as good a game in Craig's as you will see at international level. You might have the top players or or the same money about, but sure. the key thing I think from Roscommon having g- given uh, you know how the first two games went I think last week having last weekend off was key because that would have given uh, the players and the management um, you know that last weekend to kind of work on the things that kind of went wrong against uh, Tyrone and uh, and against Galway to an extent but I suppose I, I did a, a workshop yesterday a performance analysis workshop uh, that the county that the Roscommon GA were running and a guy called Shane O'Donnell he works with the um, he's the performance analysis with the Limerick Senior Hurlers, and it was a very interesting session. And like h- how to analyze things, and it's unreal the the amount of analysis that's done. And uh, you know, kickouts won. You know how they make a note of everything, and how something that co- is done in those things, those stats, uh, can lead you to make a decision that could 
turn a game. So, like we were saying, just a, a thing about uh, we say kickouts uh, was one of the things, and we said, oh well, how, how about the kickouts for Dublin and the kickouts kickouts for Scotland? Will they be, will they be good? And I said, well, I said, uh, you know, I said Friday, I said Friday, uh, Saturday night will tell a lot. Um, but I, I think you know there are there are a lot of things that that need to go right. Kickouts, winning kick, winning kickouts. Um, you know, score the freeze actually nailing the freeze. Uh, but I think midfield is is kind of where it can be won and lost as well because Dublin always had a good always have a good midfield. Yeah. Hmm. Or, you know, they, they Unfortunately, we've come to the end of the show, but uh, we'd like to thank you all for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed what we had on the show for us, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. So, until then, and if you're going to the Dublin match, enjoy it. Bye.